thanks for tuning in to the Why Should I podcast. Happy fall to you. Uh, it's finally starting to get out of the triple digits here in Austin. Um, we are full on down here in all the things, football and pumpkin, and it's just the best. It's just the best. Um, got the Uggs. Won't need them. Well, who knows? Around here, you just never know. We could have a uh, another snowstorm. It could be 90 degrees on Christmas Day. So, we shall see. But, it's been a few months since my last episode. Uh, won't give any excuses. Just been lagging uh, in the creativity department. Um, I got a tattoo on my arm that says create. I thought that might help, but turns out it doesn't. Uh, anyways, I'm excited for today's topic. Uh, every month, our church, we put on this gathering that we do in the heart of downtown Austin, uh, it's at a coffee shop in the middle of the city, and we talk about different hot-button issues. Uh, we'll do breakout discussions, worship together. It's a great time. And last month, me and my boss-slash-pastor-slash-friend, Derek, um, covered the topic of New Age spirituality. And we really did our research and dug into this topic, and I personally learned a lot so I wanted to do an episode where the info that we chatted about could be stored and shared as a resource. Um, we'd been wanting to talk about it for a while, and the timing turned out pretty awesome. So much of what we had been talking about as a church just laid the foundation for it, because we had previously been talking about spiritual warfare, and then we did a series about the sufficiency of Jesus, and currently we're on a series about the Holy Spirit. So it just meshed really well. Um, but for the sake of a framework to this conversation, I've broken it down into three segments. Awareness, what is New Age spirituality? Assessment, have I or am I engaging in these practices? And answer, what does the Bible have to say about this? And how can I have a biblical perspective and worldview to this topic? So, here we go. What is New Age spirituality? On their website, Linear Ministries gives this definition. It says, New Age spirituality is an umbrella term that describes a contemporary religious movement, not an organized religion. Proponents of this movement encourage striving to reach one's full potential through an eclectic mixture of concepts and practices drawn from Eastern mysticism, Hinduism, Buddhism, metaphysics, naturalism, astrology, occultism, and science fiction. In its various forms, New Age spirituality is both uh, monoistic, believing that all reality is ultimately one, and pantheistic, believing that everything is divine. Unlike organized religion, New Age spirituality has no founding figure, structured leadership, official headquarters, or authoritative writings that are accepted by all its proponents. New Age spirituality has held considerable social sway over Western culture over the past three decades and an estimated one in three Americans accepts various elements of New Age ideology. So, a lot of people were, will resonate or identify as being spiritual because of the broad umbrella that that term uh, allows for, that that term encompasses. Whereas Christianity is specific. We're followers of Jesus, followers of the way. And most people's faith could be compared to that of a divine smoothie. A little bit of Jesus... A little bit of Buddhism, some self-help, some astrology, whatever feels right in that moment. Scripture tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. People have been trying to add to the gospel message since the beginning. Genesis 3, the fall of man. The serpent tells Eve, eat of this fruit and you will be like God. And then in Isaiah 14, Lucifer's fall from heaven after he, after he says, I will be like the most high. 
And this is the promise that New Age offers. It offers divinity within oneself. It offers enlightenment, and it challenges the Word of God. And what we see as a result of this false promise liberation is actually exposure, shame, and a fractured relationship with your Creator. The statistics show this is something worth talking about. From 2021 to 2022, there was a 700% increase in Google searches on this topic. And that's the highest increase in a search from one year to the next. Its practitioners have tripled since the COVID pandemic and engagement with these practices seems to skyrocket during global tragedy, such as the economic downfall of uh, 2008, the 9-11 attacks, and with all that took place in 2020. I love this quote, this thought from uh, Maya Angelou. She says, do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. Maybe I'm naive, but I'd like to think that most people wouldn't actively open themselves up to demonic spirits if they knew better. And so that's why we want to talk about it. You shouldn't have to go to TikTok or Google um, to learn about this kind of stuff. I feel like the people of God, the church, should be the ones having these conversations. Hosea 4.6 says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Every form of counterfeit spirituality will offer a shortcut. Uh, I heard this thought a couple years ago and it stuck with me. Federal agents don't learn to spot counterfeit money by studying the counterfeit. They study genuine bills until they master the look of the real thing. That way when they see the bogus money, they recognize it. That's so good. I'll say it one more time. Federal agents don't learn to spot counterfeit money by studying the counterfeit. They study genuine bills until they master the look of the real thing. Then when they see the bogus money, they recognize it, which is to say we don't got to get so focused on all of these other things, all these other elements. When we become captivated by the genuine person of Jesus Christ, all of these counterfeits will be exposed for what they are. Some of the most prevalent of these practices are things like law of attraction and manifestation, witchcraft, tarot cards, mediums, astrology. Uh, law of attraction, by definition, is a philosophy that states one's thoughts determines one's reality. What you dwell on will manifest itself in one's life, both for the positive and the negative from the universe. And manifesting is acting, thinking, or speaking things you desire into existence. Manifesting is literally so popular, um, especially uh, among the young Gen Zers. They're manifesting every single thing, at least they think they are. Um, it can sound biblical and have elements of truth in it. Scripture says to have a clear vision for your life. Habakkuk 2.2 talks about that. And Proverbs talk about talks about as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. But we have to always keep the word as our standard. Does it line up with the word? Any truth that is real tr truth will be found in the Bible. So just keep that in mind as you are uh, using this verbiage quite frequently, like most of the world is. Um, does it line up with the word of God? Witchcraft, tarot cards, mediums, they are forces of good and evil, promising um, what your heart is searching for, looking for this illusion of control. Um, we'll get into it a little later in the episode, but into, into this topic specifically. But uh, I remember I was in, I don't know, probably middle school or so at the time, and I was at a sleepover, and a bunch of girls had told their parents they were going to see some other movie, but they went to go see The Haunting of Emily Rose. And even at a young age, I knew, hey, you don't mess with that stuff. I didn't really know why, but I just knew I'm not going to do that. So did what any good Christian kid does, called mom, said, hey, come pick me up. 
she did, and I'm glad that she did because uh, apparently in the movie at like 3 a.m. every morning the demon would manifest uh, in Emily Rose or whatever. And that following week at school, um, for weeks, my friends that had gone to see that movie were saying they were waking up in the middle of the night, having these visitations, these encounters. And so, you know, just got to be aware that the movies we watch, the doors that we open, these things can have some deeper consequences than we might think. We might think on the surface, oh, it's not real. Oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, it's just a movie. Uh, but it is real. And it's very real. Um, and how you choose to engage with the supernatural, uh, honestly, whatever your opinion on it, one way or the other doesn't change the fact um, that it's very real. Another prevalent one, astrology. What do the stars tell me about me? Christianity asks the question, what do the stars say about God? Um, but we did a lot of research leading up to this talk. And one of the people we came across was this lady named Jen Niza. I believe that's how you say your name. She wrote a book called From Psychic to Save. She's got a lot of awesome content on YouTube I recommend taking a look at. But she was just 13 years old when she started engaging in psychic practices after she herself got a reading. Um, she says that many times people would come to her in grief, searching for answers, looking for a compass of sorts. And again, it's a tale as old as time. Good versus evil. Every movie ever made. Two past the take. And she really thought that she was helping people. 2 Corinthians 11.14 talks about how the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. It appears good, appears to help people. Uh, but the word occult, it means something hidden. And her and her sister would go consult all the time, which is literally saying they'd just go talk to demons. If you ever wondered, what's the difference between a prophet or a psychic? I know I have. I've wondered that. Um, one's consulting demons, and the other is consulting the kingdom of heaven. Uh, the word divination means seeking knowledge supernaturally outside of God's will and boundaries. Side note, though, something to keep in mind. The enemy isn't omniscient. He's not all-knowing. These demons, they study people and use patterns to make these predictions. And in Jennifer's life, she started getting these really dark, heavy visitations. And people in her psychic community would offer her these false protection tools with stuff like crystals and candles and sage. But she came to the realization that what she was doing, it might have had the short-term consequence of destruction and oppression, but it had a long-term consequence of being eternally separated from God. And so she just had a breaking moment. She called out to Jesus. She said she felt a sense of peace, but she ultimately ended up going back into her psychic practices. And it wasn't until she reached out to a friend of hers who was a former psychic who had turned uh, to Christianity. And this friend invited her to church. And a cool thing about her story, the game changer for her was the lyrics on the screen during worship. Um, so if you run lyrics at your church, what you do matters. Uh, the song said, Jesus save me. And she said, hey, I want that. She went home and she Googled what the Bible has to say, had to say about um, engaging in these practices that she was, uh, you know, doing. And it pulled up Deuteronomy 18 verses 10 through 12. It's pretty uh, cutthroat. It says this, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire as a sacrifice, who uses divination and fortune-telling, one who practices witchcraft, one who interprets omens as a sorcerer, or one who casts a charm or spell, a medium, a spiritist, or a necromancer who seeks the dead, 
uh, for everyone who does these things is utterly repulsive to the Lord. And because these detestable de- and because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. Heavy stuff. So she she said she went home. She burned all that stuff she had. She renounced it, and now she has a ministry reaching people who are caught up in those practices. Uh, maybe you've seen in the last couple of weeks a video going around of uh, famous tattoo artist Kat Von D, who recently made a public declaration of her faith and got baptized. And she was known as the Queen of Darkness. And she went on record and said she didn't want to open up her home and family to that stuff anymore. She burned all her witchcraft books, drew a line in the sand, and said she was done with it. Um, But that other lady, Jennifer Niza, she was asked in one of her interviews, what was the biggest difference between when you were operating in the power as a medium, um, the demonic power as a medium, versus when operating through the power of the Holy Spirit in your Christianity and She said, you know, I've just come to grips with that there's just some things as humans that we don't have to know and that there's a lot of freedom in that. Um, And I thought that was really powerful. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I think it is, verses 3 through 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we're not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh or using the weapons of man. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We're destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. I heard a preacher say recently, our faith isn't a cruise ship. It's a battleship. This is a fight. It's not a game. This isn't wishful thinking. There is prophecy after prophecy that has come to pass about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. He split time in two, B.C. and A.D., and he's coming again. And with all that's going on in the world, I don't know how people make it without the hope that's found in Jesus, the hope of eternity, the hope of a life better than this one. Um, I feel like there comes a point in all of our faith journeys where we ask the question, okay, why do I believe what I believe? What if I was born somewhere else or to different parents? Extremely valid questions. I went through a point in college where I took a deep dive into studying um, all different sorts of world religions because I grew up in a Christian home, all I've known. Uh, But my takeaway is that all other faiths are this striving, this conjuring up of works. And the gospel is that he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become righteous become righteous that word just meaning we could have right standing with god he did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves and new age says you can change your environment and the gospel says hey your situation your circumstances may not change but god can change your soul and that's something to think about if a plane's going down people aren't saying oh vibes 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 oh buddha you know oh manifest whatever no they're saying jesus right new age says if you can produce then you can receive but jesus says because you have received now you can produce the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control the stuff that money can't buy christianity is the only identity that is received not achieved tim keller says and through this whole process i've spoken to some people who've been caught up in these practices and they agree that it's addicting you want to try and learn more and do more and and just get deeper in this stuff and jesus is saying hey get off the hamster wheel and let me give you rest for your soul 
And so today's podcast is just that. It's an invitation to allow God to be the one to define your faith. God is not made in our image. We are made in His imago Dei. We are made in the image of God. We're not the shot callers in this. Isaiah 64, 8 says, We are nothing but clay. You are the potter who molded us. So let's just get back on the potter's wheel. So again, in closing, this is some serious stuff. And it has some serious repercussions. And so if you've listened to this and you're like, hey, I need to talk to someone. I need to bounce some questions off of someone. I'd love to connect with you. And uh, I'm believing for God to reveal himself to you. Because when he does, counterfeits will not satisfy. So take care and we'll talk soon.